been years since May was able to be at church. Uh, she had advanced Alzheimer's and uh, other health concerns. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, we're going to start there and look at the book of Jeremiah and the prophet Jeremiah before we get into our prayer principle for the day. Uh, turn it on. Okay. Jeremiah 1, very familiar verses, and we want to uh, look at the prophet Jeremiah and the book of Jeremiah. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jer Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Before we read any further, this lets you know that the book of Jeremiah is looking back at all that time. It tells you how long it, he was a prophet, right? He couldn't know that at the beginning, unless it was divine revelation, but but here he's looking back and the Holy Spirit has moved upon him to write this down and uh, to preserve it. Of all that he said to the people at that time uh, and, and what happened. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of the, their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Now, what do we know about Jeremiah, the prophet? He's called the weeping. He's called the weeping prophet because... He's weeping over the kingdom of Judah, over their rebellion, over their failure to repent. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, he's the last prophet of Judah before the 70-year captivity in Babylon. He's the last one before that. And in the very first verses there, it says he prophesied and spoke the word of the Lord to the people from this time to this time up until they were carried away to Babylon. God warned the people. They rejected the warning. God told them what was going to happen. They didn't repent. They continued in their sin and rebellion up until they were carried away. 
You notice in those first verses we read, the Lord said, uh, basically, I'm going to be with you even though they come to destroy you. Now, it, wouldn't that be an exciting message to get before you prophesy to anybody? They're going to kill you. They're going to try and destroy you, Jeremiah. And, uh, oh, thanks. Uh, it's not a popular prophecy when you speak God's true word to your generation. It's hard. Yeah. So, uh, we know he If there was ever a verse of scripture trying to set up all kinds of legal things, and for years and years it was the law of the land, and then we finally got some people with a spine and a backbone and a Supreme Court to say, no, it's not. We don't have the right to just kill somebody, you know, because he's inconvenient. That's not true, because you can kill them and they're not real. God called Jeremiah before he was even born and set him apart for this mission. What else do we know about Jeremiah? It was mentioned he was called the weeping prophet. He is not weeping out of despair because the Lord has said if you don't repent the temple's going to be torn down the walls are going to be torn down, and you're going to be carried off into captivity into Babylon. Even told them where. And all the rest of the so called false prophets. Nah, you don't turn. You know. And uh, he preached righteousness or righteous. He was called of God, and yet he suffered through the time because of the sin of everybody else around him. Don't think for a moment that we may be speaking as believers today in the world in which we live. 
Jesus told him, I am. I am. I am. And uh, by, by uh, Pilate, Jesus had already told the disciples that he was in the Jeremiah 7, 16. Yeah, do you want me to turn the heat up? 
Huh? Who's going to do that? Okay, then Jeremiah 11, 14. I got it. You got it. Then Jeremiah 14, 11, and 12. And I know Jean's got it. And did you notice? She walked down the steps today. Mm -hmm. and then 
response. Yeah. And a reading, and then a response. So responsive readings. I like responsive readings, but you can read them. I knew from a fact. You can read responsively, where the leader reads one verse and somebody reads the next. The congregation. I, I always grew up. I thought that was a powerful time of hearing everybody speaking the same word at the same time. But I wasn't saved at the time. But I was still speaking the words. But it didn't save me. I was going through the motions. It is. It's just going through the motions. And uh, uh, it doesn't... Now you can read those scriptures and mean it, and it does something, you know. Uh, other rituals, or... Yeah, I, know, I know you have a bunch in your history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going into the church and putting your hand into the holy water and crossing yourself, and then you have to go into the church and kneel down before you go in the pew. <laughs> it's just so... Yeah. genuflecting all over the place <laughs> and uh, going through religious uh, motions that are not prescribed in the scripture uh, and thinking that that makes one righteous or holy uh, it's deceptive it's not that those things are necessarily bad, but they're deceptive because many people think, I'm all right, I've paid my dues to God, I'm, I'm good to go, but they're deceived. And that was the whole people of Israel at that time. They didn't skip a beat, they held every sacrifice right on time. The lamb was slain for the Passover right on time. They went through all the scriptures and they had all the sacrifices and high and holy days. But they weren't listening to God. They were just going through the motions. And uh, they felt safe. And they would tell in various places as you go through the book of Jeremiah and Lamentations, you find that the, these people, these false prophets and even the king <clears throat> We're saying, we're fine. We've done all these things, therefore we're cool with God. God hasn't judged us thus far, so we must be all right. And they mistook God's mercy and his long-suffering for his favor. And they, they didn't believe that they would ever lose their temple, they didn't believe that they'd ever be taken captive again. They mistook God's mercy for God's favor. We're going to look at some other scriptures that deal with the same kind of concept uh, in other places of scripture. This is, in Jeremiah, it's the most pronounced, but we see it in other places. Uh, when God says, do not pray for them, you know, that's kind of They thought God's patience was God's permission. I need somebody to look up and read 1 Timothy 5, 20-22. 20 okay, Sean has got that one. Then 1 Corinthians 5, 1-6. 
Go for it, Mary Lou. And 2 Peter 3, 9. I got it. You got it. Okay. Huh? I said, I can tell you that one. I know. <laughs> but uh, let's look at them. Uh, 1 Timothy 5, 20 through 22. There should be a comma in there. There's not. But uh, after sin, mentally think of a comma. Those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all, that the rest also may fear. I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice. Do nothing with partiality. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily or share in other people's sins. Keep yourself pure. Amen. Whoa. So just going around laying hands on people and praying for God's touch? Yeah. Wait a minute. If I'm praying, let's say somebody's engaged in sin, they're they're the Lord's trying to get them to get, you know, the, uh, well, let's move on. Lay suddenly on no hands on no man. Don't just uh, go through and say, well, well I'm going to pray God's touch, God's blessing, and, and uh, you know, that, that'll be it. In a limited way here, I
concept that <clears throat> yeah, we we're no perfect people allowed. We we don't judge anybody. Uh, whatever you're into, it's all right. Just come and be Concerning his promise, as 
some men count. God is not just killing time in heaven. He's not slack. He's not slacking off about his promises and about his word. He's waiting. He's long-suffering. Not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. People say, well, where's the, where's, everybody says Jesus is coming back. Where is he? Well, he's coming back. But the delay is for your good. Yes. It's allowing someone else to find Jesus as Savior. Now, if Jesus would have come back before I got saved, I'd have been lost. And so, His mercy does not mean He's accepting the sin that's going on in the world. He's giving opportunity for us to do the job that we're supposed to do, to reach out, share the good news of the gospel, and he's given people a chance. Aren't you glad that he's still given some people chances that aren't saved yet? We pray every week for our unsaved loved ones. Amen. We pray that they'll come to know Christ. We're not praying for them to be blessed so they don't need Christ. So here we have the, the concept where he said, don't pray for them. Now, we're going to talk in a minute about how to pray for them. He's praying, don't pray for their good. Don't pray for their blessing. He mentions that in a couple of those portions here. Don't pray and intercede for them to not have any consequence for their sin, that everything will be fine. Oh, they, they just this happened, this bad thing happened to them. Let's pray for God to bless them. And, well, if God blesses them, they're, they've not repented. You've just encouraged them to stay exactly where they are. As a pastor, over the years, I've seen it so many times in simple ways. Parents complain. My kids are just not responsible. They think money grows on trees. Well, just the other day, they came up and asked for a new pair of $100 tennis shoes. And I, I talked to them and told them that, you know, uh, you're going to have to work that off. But... But I, I, I gave them the money, and they have, they, they don't, they're not responsible. They won't work it off now. Well, why should they? If you were stupid enough, you're not impressing a good work ethic. We have a, a generation that doesn't know a work ethic. That's the reason that you got gray-haired people in the Walmart checkout line. Because nobody else wants to work. <laughs> the, the, it's unbelievable. That's the concept. That if we just, as the old adage was, spoil them rotten, it doesn't make them a better person. That's right. You'd be at a store and you see a kid screaming bloody murder. I want that, I want that, I want that. 
And the person says, okay. Now what have they done for themselves? What has that parent done for their peace of mind? What have they done for themselves? They have just said, if you scream loud enough and long enough, you'll get what you want. I told you no six times, but not the seventh. And it's the same thing in our relationship with the Lord. If we're, we cannot pray for God to bless that which God opposes. And if we do, <clears throat> the Lord says, you can pray, but I ain't going to hear it. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and it's not out of hatred. It's out of God's love. Because a whole generation, a whole nation, a whole world has misinterpreted God's mercy for God's favor and permission. So, this is not the case in all situations. We only have these verses recorded at certain places through some of the prophets. But the principle is across the board. You need to share the Word of God. You need to stand for the Word of God. And don't Pray for God to bless sin. Okay? Can anybody say amen? Amen. 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 And yet it's, a, it's, it's rampant in some people's theology. Well, if, I, if, if, if God blesses them, then they'll see God bless them and they'll turn to God. How often does that happen? Not often. It's when they run into a brick wall that sometimes they call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, this is the tough love book of the Bible for people that are rebellious and sinning. He's, the Lord says, Jeremiah, don't pray for their good. You're supposed to keep sharing the righteous message. You can pray that they'll receive, they'll, they'll, they'll respond to it. Yeah. But don't pray for God's blessing on their sin. It's a, it's a difficult thing for us to wrap our minds around sometimes. Because no one wants to see somebody else hurting or have going through a tough time. Oh, man. And, uh, the, uh, have you noticed how religious the beggars in Columbus are? Yeah. 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 Have, have, have you noticed? God bless. Have you, yeah. God bless. God bless. I'm a Christian person. God bless. Now, and I've talked with many. Now what, you know, you, you say that you, you know the Lord and you're asking God to bless them. And where where do you attend church? Well, I know. And I get that my phone call my phone rings off the wall about this time of the month. Do you help with rent? Now, I didn't last month and I don't this month. We do try to provide the food and things that this weekend, by the way, we could use your help. But um and I'll start asking questions. You know, if you were a part of a local fellowship, 
then you have a resource. If you've been a part of that fellowship and you're a tither and you're, you're then when you go through tough times, your brothers and sisters are going to help you. They'll be there with you. I've told you before about one individual that, you know, he doesn't come around that much anymore. But he's gotten to the place where he knows what I'm going to say, and he doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> but when I first got here, every month, every month, he would show up. And he usually tried to be right at church time uh, to try and catch me before I went in to preach. And uh, he, he would come by and say he needed this, that, or the other, or a new tire, or this, or, you, you know, he needed food for this or food for that. And, and uh, I helped him once. And then he was back there the next month. And I said, well, what's different between last month and this month? Have you gotten work or have you, you know, no, no. He says, uh, I said, I said, well, have you gotten into the church? I mentioned getting into a church. There's a church right around the corner from where you live. He says, yeah, I don't have time because Sunday's the time I go out getting money <laughs> from churches. <laughs> I'm keeping a straight face here, folks. It's all I can do. It's all I can do. And I said, let me tell you this, brother. I said, look, if you'll go to that church, or any church, you, you, there's several around your area there, and you take your family, you have like six kids. You take your family, you get them into that church. I said, I'll help you. We'll help you financially. Trinity will get behind you and help you. If, if your church that you're going to can help you, we'll help you. We'll help you find a job. We'll help you find, you know, your needs to be met, those kind of things. And I said, that's all I'm waiting for. Because if you get plugged in to a local body of believers, you're family. And family takes care of family. And uh, I said, deal? He says, okay. And then the next month he came. I says, have you gotten into, he said, I, I said, I only have one question for you. I know. Have I gotten into church? No. Too busy on Sunday mornings. Get him. And I says, well, am I going to help you? No. I said, if you started going to church and you had the pastor call me to let me know you're going to church, would it help you? Yeah. Well, he took, oh, maybe six months off before he came again. And uh, he came in and he says, I know, I know, I know, I'm not, I'm not asking for money. I said, are, are you, no, no, I'm not in church yet. He says, okay, what, what'd you come for? He says, well, it's 4th of July weekend. You <laughs> love it. We were we were thinking we'd like to have steaks. <laughs> and I said, me too, I'm having hamburger. <laughs> but why does he keep going to beg from churches and people? Because he doesn't want to work. 
And it's working. And he has no motivation to change. I went to a class one time at a church, and this was a police officer. He was doing the whole thing on these people that stand on the corner, and he specified, do not give them money. And I took that to heart, and every time I saw one of them, I offered them food. I said, no. They told me, no, I don't want food. We need some cash. Well, we have the blessing bags. We need to have a, a, a gathering to put some more blessing bags together. Uh, and we, we take uh, some supplies and some gospel literature, but some personal hygiene stuff and everything, and pass them out. And one time I took, my granddaughter wanted to go out and bless people. And she says, I offered that person a blessing. <laughs> Success spoils them. Mm -hmm. 
You remember the one Jesus told about? So there's this guy. He had a farm, big farm. And he says he was having a, a better year of harvest. I mean, stuff was coming in from the fields. And, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm going to... I'm going to tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And the Lord said, you fool. This night your soul is required of you. And who will have all the stuff you got? Yeah, Satan's willing to let down a little here and let down a little there if he can keep us away from salvation, keep us away from living for God. The the principle that we're looking at here in Jeremiah. Don't pray for God to bless what he curses. Don't pray for God to bless what he says is sin. He's just not listening. Because his desire is not for your blessing. His desire is for your salvation. He's not willing to know that should perish. And he wants to do, so we want to pray for that person to come to, to know their condition. To know God will hear their cry if they come with a heart of repentance. Come so, to the Lord. Yeah, they'll, they'll come to the Lord. And uh, you look at the, you like the, the prodigal son, you know, when he came to himself, he said, the distant land where the writing He was not blessing the sin. He was not son. Oh yes. Uh, he was the blessing was reserved for those who are dwelling in the Father's house. Uh, and eat some stuff that's been in the mud and snorted around on and slobbered on by the pigs and eating this stuff. And he got up, and he still stunk. And he went back home, and while he was a great way off, he said in his heart, the father ran to him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And he said, hey, my son, where you put his salvation? So the message from Jeremiah, don't for God to bless that which he has condemned. But do pray, as, as Jeremiah was, he was continually throwing the message out. Until they were carted off to Babylon, he kept throwing the message out. Repent, get your act together. Taken off and lost everything, taken off to captivity. They still held true to God. And we live in a society where God doesn't want us to pray for his blessing on that which he has called sin. But to pray that the circumstances will be such that people will call, that they'll come to themselves and realize they need a Savior, not a sugar daddy. That they need a Savior, not someone to just meet their needs and leave them alone. I was hoping to get 
to Lamentations. Lamentations is not a big book, but uh, there's a print. to the higher <laughs> 
today and go to prayer. And we are going to pray not for the blessing of sinners, but the salvation, the conversion of sinners. He will call sinners to repentance. Our message is not, yeah, he gets you. Drug addict, he gets you. Drunkard, he gets you. He came to save you. He came to turn you around, turn your life around. So, prayer request today. We want to pray for the Sarah family. Uh, May was a great lady and uh, went home to be with the Lord. And pray for Don and for the rest of the family. Uh, pray for Dave Swiger, who is, even as we speak, is probably in another procedure. There was uh, some more fluid build up. They have to go back in to his spine and, and uh, relieve the pressure. Uh, it's been one one week ago since he had surgery and uh, still having some initial <coughs> post-surgical battles. Other prayer requests today. Yes? Uh, Jim, Jim Moran is going to have, I thought, surgery Thursday on the No, it's in March. March. Oh, is it March? Okay, well, <laughs> March. <laughs> we'll pray now. We can pray. We can pray. <laughs> yes. Um, one thing I just spent one for a lot. That's all I can always say. Yeah. Okay. Unsaved loved ones. Yes. We're not praying. Don't get me wrong. We're not praying for God to bless them in their sin. We're praying for God to save them. Save them. Wake them up to their condition. Uh, what do they have to lose? Right. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, it's a win-win. And you can have joy now and forevermore. Yes? Uh, I'd like you to pray for me. Um, I still suffer quite a bit of grief. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's times that I'm walking around the store like I look like a zombie, you know. I've, and I know God, I just ask God to help me on this. Okay. Other prayer requests? I'd like to pray for Jerusalem. They're having yeah. the problems there, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you go. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to be in the secret briefing that's going on right now <laughs> on Capitol Hill? Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> the government, in all of its wisdom, says... Uh, we don't know exactly what these objects are, but they're no threat. <laughs> now think about that for just a moment. We don't know what they are, but they, we know they're not. A but, 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 but. <laughs> need to pray for America. Those, those are the. That's the leadership, folks. We don't know what they are, but they're no problem. Let's uh, remember East Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine. I couldn't believe the doctor took up and said, "Don't worry about that smoke and stuff. That's yeah. just that <laughs> Those people are hurt. Hey, uh. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. 
Yes. Yes. Um, my brother, um, Jim, um, they are trying to get him stabilized so that uh, he can go back to New York and, and then he needs the opening for um, a bed at uh, the National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, but as you were talking, and I was, I had read to Tom what his um, text said. Um, the the lady that they want to set him up with um, is world renowned. She knows her endocrinology, and uh, but his statement was. I wish her luck, and I thought, now I need to, I think the most important thing is that he needs salvation. He, you know, um, and knowing that God is the one that, that will be, I, I can't just, I've got to change yeah. how I yeah. look at the situation. And, uh, if we gain the whole world and lose our own soul, what will it profit us? So, Jeremiah's message of retargeting the way that we pray is significant. It's important. We can, we can praise God for all this outpouring of His Holy Spirit on these college campuses. That's very college. It's just Cedarville is having prayer. We also need to pray for, there's people that like to, when God sovereignly move, they like to come in and make a model out of it, or, you know, well, they were doing this, or this is why this happened, rather than realize it was a sovereign touchdown of God. Uh, and it's it's not about, for those of you not aware, at Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky, uh, they were in the middle of a chapel service and the Holy Spirit just descended on the place. People started weeping and running to the altar wow. seeking a fresh touch with God. It's been going on for over a week now, night and day. Wow. Thousands, standing room only inside the 1500 seat chapel. Wow. But people are flying in. People are uh, walking up the steps and the Lord touching them and they fall down and ask Jesus in their heart as Savior. You know, it's just a, and some people are already starting to, well, you know, we, we, we could re-replicate this. No, it's a God thing. Keep your grubby little hands off of it and let God do what God wants to do. I was a part of one in 1970 where God just descended and eight days later we were still around the altars of the church 24-7. And uh, I've never been the same. I've never been the same as I encountered it. My brother just went down there, uh, his friends down, down at the university down there, and, and reported back to me last night. But uh, be praying for God is springing revival, yeah. true revival, up in these, these different places. But let's also pray that the religious keep their paws off of it. Yes. Yes. 
and quit trying to make a pattern out of it. Here's a cookie cutter revival. We'll just you know, make it that way. Well, let's go to prayer. Let's have several lead us out in a word of prayer today. And uh, be sure, all of us, let's just start off all together praying for our unsaved loved ones. Name them by name. Lift up their name before the Lord. Ask for the Lord to help them come to themselves. You've shared with them probably countless times the scriptures and their need of salvation. Maybe they once uh, walked with the Lord and have gotten away from Him. Just pray for the Lord to help them come to themselves and realize that the Father's waiting on their return. And uh, let's pray for them. Just name some names out loud. And then several lead us out in prayer this morning. Dear Lord Jesus, we truly thank you for this day. Thank you for your words. Thank you that your calling happened to your people, Lord. Thank you, dear Lord, for the blessings, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for my brothers and my sisters, Lord. Thank you for the goodness and kindness and mercy. Thank you for the rock that we stand on, Lord, in these times, Lord. Mighty God, we love you. Thank you, Lord. There's so much that throughout the land that the people are crying out on. But we ask you, bless those that for the salvation Bless our pastor, Lord, knowing you more than the word. Lord, bless him. Help us to Yes, 
this room or lifted up around the world, you know every single one of those. And you love them. And you want to be their Savior. And you want to spend eternity with them. And you them. Healing we 